Well, Jesus transforming a water into wine, I'm sure there are a lot of eyebrows raised at that, uh, that, that wedding ceremony. And uh, we, know that we, we know that Jesus performed uh, many miracles, Jesus performed healings, and we might wonder, why was that? Was it to uh, have the spotlight on, on, on himself? Wasn't that? Was it to be into the spectacular for the sake of the spectacular? It wasn't. When, when, Jesus, uh, when Jesus healed or performed miracles, it was always to draw people to a deeper level of the soul and faith. Because even with the healings, eventually a person's going to pass. But what's, what's eternal is the soul. And so that, that's always, it was always the desire of, of Jesus. And what does he desire to give us? I mean, he brought this, this amazing grace into this scene here in, 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 in Canaan, Galilee. What, what does he desire to give us? We, we get a glimpse of that in that first reading from Isaiah. And here's how what the Lord expresses through the prophet to the, to the Israelite people who really are a reflection of, of, of each one of us. The Lord del delights in you and makes your land his spouse. And as a bridegroom rejoices in his bride, so shall the Lord rejoice in you. You know, the Lord, he, what, what he desires to give us is this, this grace that is transformative. And, you know, Jesus could easily change water into wine, but he has a harder time changing the human heart because we have, we have free will. We can, we can be like this. We can kind of close ourselves off in selfishness. We can kind of ward off that grace. But when we do this, it, it changes everything. And uh, our, our faith is really key as we uh, navigate this, uh, this side of heaven and living out our, our discipleship. And as we grow in our faith, what's going to happen is we're going to see differently, we're going to listen differently, and we're going we're to act differently. We, we become more and more Christ-like. Just, just last weekend, we had the baptism of the Lord. And as Jesus came out of the, the baptism, or out of the water, the voice of his Father is heard, this is my beloved Son, with whom I'm well pleased of. Jesus knew his identity. He was a beloved Son of the Father. When we're baptized, the, the touch of baptism, the grace of baptism, we become a beloved son, a beloved daughter. Of, that's who we are. And, uh, but we, we have to grow into that identity. And uh, again, that changes everything when we do how we see, how we hear, and how we act. And I want to make a couple connections here with some things going on in our, our, our country this week. This uh, tomorrow, Monday, is the birthday of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And uh, you know, we know all of what he, he, he stood for and what, what, what he challenged. You know, as long as human beings have been walking the face of the earth, there's been prejudice, there's been racism, sometimes it's ethnic hatred, sometimes it's, it's religious persecution. There's all kinds of prejudices that exist in the world. If you have ever been on the receiving end of a slur because of your race or your ethnicity or your language or your religion, you know what it is to experience a, a prejudice because the person may not even know you and yet you're judged because of what's on, on the surface and it's demeaning and it's dismissive and destructive. And it goes so against everything our faith is, is really a, a about. Because I, you know, I mentioned our baptism, we become a, a beloved son or daughter of God. That's our deepest identity. We're a child of God. We're created in the image and likeness of God as, as every person is. But because of original sin, it's impact on us. Our vision can be tainted. Even our, our, our hearts can get, be, be corrupted. And we see that on display all the, all the time in our world. You know, something I, I've never had a question on, 
in terms of a doctrine, even though sometimes people can struggle with this one, especially those who are of a different, a, a different faith, is our doctrine with, on purgatory. You know, what, what is purgatory? It, it, it's really a purification of anything that prevents us from entering into the glory of God. And I have a feeling that almost all of us here, you know, we're all gonna need a little bit of purification. And I, I think this is an area, you know, when we're talking about uh, prejudice, that uh, all of us here probably have some, some struggle in, the, in that area. And uh, we're gonna need some purification to come into the glory of God. You know, when you think of heaven, I mean, is heaven gonna be like a segregated type of experience where you have one race over here in heaven, another race over here, this ethnic group here, this language group over here. We're gonna be purified of, of all that because heaven is union and oneness in God. When we make, the, we make this journey, and sometimes we, uh, you know, some, some dark stuff accrues in terms of, uh, you know, again, the impact of original sin. But the transformative thing about God's grace, it not only helps us to see our own dignity and value and worth, but also others. And that's a challenge, isn't it? And because what does Jesus, he, he desires for us to be like him. And that's the reason why we have the Eucharist. We want to become what we receive, become more Christ-like. And so this is an area we, uh, we, 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 and we, we know all the troubles going on in our world. You just have to watch the news and you see the impact of, of hatred and you know, all the different types of, uh, of prejudice that just negatively impact the world and relationships. Something that's, uh, I, I think we've come a long way and I think that's because of education because of the way we, you know, interaction. And I, I think of our own, uh, a presbyterate is the grouping of priests in any, any particular diocese. And in our diocese, there's just increasing diversity with, with, our, with our priests. And I think that's a great thing. It's a beautiful thing. And uh, I, I think we have to have the humility to understand. Culture's a very powerful thing. And to grow in our knowledge and our sensitivity of, 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 of one another we can so easily just kind of stay in our own place and, uh, and, and not grow. Another area I wanted to touch on today, on this coming Saturday, next Saturday, it's the day of prayer for the legal protection of unborn children. And uh, since legalization in our country, uh, over 62 million unborn children have met their demise because of abortion. That's really tragic and, and, and sad. And uh, there was a time where all of us were in the womb. Thank goodness we're all here. And again, we are created in the image and likeness of God. Our Catholic belief is that we have human life present from the time of conception onward all to the end of natural life. Not everyone believes that. And, and sometimes it can be a very dangerous place to be in the womb. And uh, some just see it as just a, a glob of cells and there's not, and no humanity there. But we, we believe in our, our, our Catholic vision that is God who is creator. There's a beautiful passage in Psalm 139, which really states our belief. O Lord, you have probed me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I stand. You understand my thoughts from afar. My journeys and my rest you scrutinize. With all my ways, you are familiar. Truly you have formed my inmost being. You knit me in my mother's womb. I give you thanks that I am fearfully, wonderfully made. Each one of us here are fearfully, 
wonderfully made. God's fingerprints are all over us from, from, from the very beginning. And I think that's the, that's the vision that the Lord wants us to have. And that's not the vision of everyone in our world, but we, we need to hold high that banner about what we believe about the sacredness of human life. Because again, you just have to watch the news and you know how cheap life can be in our world. But as we grow in our relationship with the Lord, again, the way we see changes, the way we listen, and the way we act. And what we see is not just a, uh, not just a glob of cells, but rather a human life created in the image and likeness of God. In this particular area, I have to say, some of the most powerful experiences I have had in the sacrament of reconciliation are around this issue. When someone has come to see what took place in their life sometimes decades ago and choosing to have an abortion, but now through God's grace of you know, coming to, come to the sacrament and the powerful experiences of repentance and forgiveness and healing. And we even have a ministry in our Catholic faith called Project Rachel, which is, is there for, for those who are struggling with post-abortion aftermath and all that goes with that. And reconciliation and healing can be possible. We have information on that in, in, in today's bulletin. If you or someone you know, you know needs that type of reconciliation or healing, God's grace and mercy is bigger than any sin we can, we can commit. But even with that, we, we always need to lift high that belief, that banner about what we believe about human life and its sacredness and value and worth. I just wanted to share a, a brief quote here from Cardinal Sean O'Malley of Boston. I think these are words of wisdom. In a community of faith, we discover the true dignity of each and every person made in the image and likeness of God. No matter how small the unborn, no matter how debilitated and unproductive the elderly or infirm, we must take care of each other. No one is expendable. Each and every person counts in the sight of God. As I mentioned at the beginning, Jesus could easily change water into wine, but to change the human heart, that's more of a challenge, even for God, because we're given free will. But as we allow that amazing grace deeper within us, uh, we're, we're, we're changed. We become more Christ-like, and then we're strengthened to bring about Christ's vision in, in this world where life can be very cheap and people can be easily dismissed or demeaned. We're called to be different, to see our own dignity, value, and worth, and that in all others. So as we receive the Eucharist today, may God strengthen us, may Jesus strengthen us to become more like him and strengthened as his disciples.